Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and sharing tips and techniques to help you lower the stress in your life because stress is just not good in our lives. And today I've got uh, Telmo Sanchez, and she is a bilingual life and high performance coach whose mission is to support those ready to own their own time and energy. She's also the author of Own Your Dance book. So welcome, Tama. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So what prompted you in your life to write your book or to do the work that you are doing right now? Um, I think everything kind of for me started when I became a mom. I realized that it was my responsibility to make sure that I didn't pass down all the things that I recognize inside of me that I didn't really like or that I didn't appreciate growing up. I had to unpack them so my kids didn't have to in the in the in the future. And so that's how I kind of I really deeply started my journey. And the book came about because <laughs> because we have two kids really close in age and I still have this hunger for traveling and exploring and pushing myself in a different type of level so in one of the times I wanted to hike the rim to rim with my husband and that required us leaving our kids behind and my husband being the um organized and prepared person that he is asked that we put a wheel together just in case because it was the first time we were leaving the kids and he lost his dad at a younger age and wanted to make sure that um things were set he said it's not it's not pessimistic it's just the right thing to do and I was like all right I completely underestimated the task of what it feels to sit in front of a lawyer and make all kinds of decisions of what would happen with your kids, who will they live with, Where? The, how much money will they get, when, how, why. And I left that meeting completely overwhelmed, feeling like I was just doing social disservice to my kids in case this document was to ever see the light of the day. They would just get instructions, like a bunch of instructions that would control their life pretty closely to the T. And that's the day that I told my husband, you know what, I think that if we're going to have this document notarized and ready and set and ready to go, then we might as well do the the courtesy of leaving behind who we are, how we came to be, and maybe it would help them understand the document a little bit closer. So that's how I decided to write a book to tell my kids my own story and a little bit of how I became to be. Wonderful. So what do you mean by own your dance? Own Your Dance, is, I titled the book Own Your Dance because it's really an, an invitation to everybody that is interested to own their time, their energy, their thoughts, their decision making, and with that gain a lot of freedom to create their life that they, that they really are seeking or dreaming about from a place of gratitude. So in my book, 
it's a collection of stories in which I share different perspectives or different lessons that I have to learn. I had to learn uh, throughout life to that led me to really take ownership of who I am and how I want to live this life and how do I want to show up for my loved ones and my family and those close to me um, to be proud of it regardless of like when my time is like regardless of my time here I want to make sure that every day I can go to sleep proud of how I live my day. And that's the thing, too. I find that when you are living someone else's life and running with someone else's rules and doing what people expect from you, it causes a lot of stress in us because we're going against the grain. So for anybody that's listening, what steps can you take if you feel like you're doing this? Live under other people's expectations. <laughs> I mean, I I did it for many, many years. And I think that the first step is to really allow yourself with a lot of compassion and grace. Notice that you are. And not judge yourself for it. Realize that, I mean, we are conditioned to do that, right? The culture that we live in, the society, even the your gender comes with a set of expectations. And then every title that you go around the world picking hack comes with a set of expectations. So realizing it that you have been living under other people's expectations is the first step, right? But if we can do it with compassion and grace and knowing that knowing is the first step, then you can really start making sure, well, what expectation, expectations or regulations or all these boxes are meant to keep us safe, right? So, and, and sometimes that works and some of those expectations may serve you, but then you start really digging into which ones serve you, which ones don't, which ones cause like tension in your body or that resentment or that anger you know, or the stress that you're describing. And in that, that you can start releasing the ones that are no longer serving you with the same compassion and grace that you, that you had when you first noticed that you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I... I've been living this whole life thinking that that was the right thing to do. And no wonder I'm exhausted, grumpy, and sick. <laughs> yeah. Would you mind sharing one of the expectations that you got rid of that didn't align with you? Just to give oh, someone an example. I don't mind at all. I mean, I was born and raised in Mexico City, which uh, is a whole different culture very traditional but when we moved here i didn't speak the language and my parents didn't remove any of the culture and traditions that the mexican culture has even though we were living here so i had a really hard time trying to fit into both boxes the one that my parents put me on because we were mexican and the ones that are here because we're now american and living here so those were like what some of the biggest ones like I had to speak back to my dad many times to be like you're being completely unreasonable you know that you're not you're expecting me to go to college not giving me one penny for it and yet like I have no say just because I am still a student and living under your roof like it was speaking up for myself with a lot of respect because hierarchy you know everything and they are my parents um it was kind of speaking back to where like, okay, we're no longer in Mexico. So like, you cannot expect me to completely follow the, the path of a traditional Mexican when the culture here is completely different. So I, I, I found myself living, releasing a lot of cultural expectations. And when I became a wife, same thing, both moms uh, had a lot of opinions on, on how I should show up for my husband. And 
none of them really kind of serve me because my mom is from Mexico City, very Mexican. My my mother-in-law is very traditional and very um, religion-based. And 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 I I believe in God absolutely, and I respect it. However, my husband and I had created a relationship based on what worked for us, right? And when I was trying to fit into this expectation of like what a wife should look like, we were finding ourselves kind of annoyed at each other. Kind like I. I stopped being myself because I was trying so, so busy to try to check all these boxes of the things that they told me would keep my husband happy, but it wasn't. And I was just so confused. And so, um, yeah, it was having that conversation with both moms. So I really appreciate it. I know that the intent means well and you want the best for me. But he picked me as a wife, knowing exactly who I am, like my flaws, my goods, my bads, my... and. Why don't we let him tell me like what he's expecting of me? Why don't why can we not just you know not not put me on a box and I let me create my own? We are creating a home together and let me just do that. Create my own definition of how I want to show up as a wife. One that works for who I'm wifing with, right? <laughs> my husband should be the only one with maybe an opinion. Same with motherhood. Gosh, being a Mexican mom in America, in America, it's everybody has an opinion. You should not work. You should stay home. You should, you should, you should, you should. And I was like, wow, I should really just love my kids, keep them safe and keep me safe so I can show up for them. But why, why is that so hard to accept? Yeah, it's it's those cultural boxes are really hard. I mean, I know I went through that as well. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And if it's not you, it's it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, and it feels suffocating almost. Like, and then the resentment starts building, and you're grumpy out of nowhere. But you're just like, I I am trying. I'm trying. I'm, but just the box is not for me. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I have lots of examples. <laughs> Now, what are some of the things you do with your clients to get them over that hump on on making that switch? Are there any practices that you share with them or? Um, I really believe in journaling because sometimes it allows your subconscious to just let loose and we can recognize a lot of the behaviors of where they come from. So yes, a lot of finding the root cause of where it's coming from and Teaching compassion. I don't know that in this culture, in this hustle environment, on the do, 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 we are often taught to slow down, give yourself exactly what you need so you can actually heal from it and not just resist it and resist it. So I work a lot on allowing the feeling, on flowing with it and and working with it, not just using your past as an amazing journey that has gotten you this far instead of resenting it or being mad about it or blaming it but how about just maybe like hugging it and say thank you I made it this far now I'm gonna from here pick where I'm going next so it's it's the tiny little steps of ownership on accountability of reflection compassion that allows you to really love yourself enough to to give yourself what you are so worthy of I love how you said that and it's pretty pretty heavy uh, teaching compassion. And it's pretty bad because especially as women, we care for other people, other people, our children, our husbands, our mother-in-laws, but we do not do it for ourselves. Right. And and yet then we wonder why we're exhausted, not sleeping, anxious, and and like gaining all kinds of weight that we don't know how to lose, right? So 
it's it's all that holding on and all that resistance that is so sold into the marketing and it's so encouraged almost into everywhere that you look at and yet it's not serving you so I guess owning your own self-care would be like one of the first steps just to, because if you just give it a little bit of trial and error you're gonna quickly see the benefits of what it does to show up for yourself first you really show up better for others and if you really want to love or close ones right we are doing them. We're doing them a disservice by not taking care of ourselves. And I don't know. In in your work that I've read, it's like asking people for what you want. And how do you take that step when you're asking for what you want? Because normally, as a woman, in I know in in my culture that I grew up in, we as women we would just give, 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 give. But once we turn around and start asking for what we want, it makes us feel a little uncomfortable. Are there any tips or techniques that we can use to take that step? Yeah, I also I think it comes a lot like hand in hand with the work of compassion and understanding that and reflection. Because honestly, you you start noticing that we that we are expecting our loved ones to read our mind and and then we're upset that they didn't deliver. But no, we never communicated it, right? So if we really take the time to ask for what we need and to say like this makes me feel seen this makes me feel safe like safety is right now something that I'm seeking because with all these transitions I'm like oh gosh this is uncomfortable this is uncomfortable this is uncomfortable so when I can ask for safety I completely say this is what like what I'm craving to feel and to fully be and if you when you do this it makes me feel you're you're not only asking for what you need you're giving them permission to show up for you that you're giving them permission to also be available to you and also ask for what they need so it's like a co-creation of of communication and partnership or friendship or support system that you that you're looking for and a lot of us we do feel guilty and when we when we ask for help and I know like I look at some men and it's like I need this and I need that and I want this and I want that and then as women it's like we're like "Uh oh I need something from someone else Why do we feel that fear of asking for what we want or resentment that we need to ask? Like what, why, how can we change that? I feel like it comes with a lot of the conditioning of the fact of our gender role and the expectations that come with that. And Byron Carey is somebody that I absolutely love. He has this work of four questions and allows you to really think of the the thought, like, why am I feeling guilty? And what do I, how do I act when I'm feeling guilty? And how do I respond or react? You're mostly reacting. So how do you react when you're feeling guilty? And then really sitting with it and reflecting of how awesome and beautiful it is that you don't really get to keep that guilt, that that guilt does not belong to you because it, it came from a conditioning that is no longer serving you. If you're feeling stressed, anxious, like, like, no, I shouldn't have to ask for anything. Why shouldn't you? A man does, a kid does, a woman does. Like honestly, everybody around you does, and so why why shouldn't you, right? So it's, it's studying where the guilt comes from and sometimes releasing it. And Byron Katie has this amazing work of like, who am I without the thought? It's four questions, fully available in her website, and it's available for any thought that comes to you that you're like, who am I? And sometimes you're realizing that my baby the thought makes you feel so confident on saying like, no. I am. A, I want to be a good mom, and for in order to me for me to do that, I definitely need a little bit of support, right? So, 
sometimes it empowers you to ask for what you need. And sometimes you're like, okay, this thought is just making me feel like so bad about myself. Like I'm not good enough. Like I'm lacking all kinds of confidence to show up as, as, as this. So release it because without that thought, you give yourself the permission to be and embrace and that guilt is no longer applicable. Wow. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because a lot of times as women, when we do ask, we feel like we're failing. And meanwhile, the whole world, as you said, everybody else is asking for what they need. But as a woman, you just, for some reason, we feel like we're failing. And I love that you're changing the world. The world's thought around that. It's amazing. Yeah, but also like really taking the time of even thinking, am I failing? Is that like a fact 100% of the time to 100% of the people? And it's probably, it's a, I can assure you it's not, right? So then it becomes just that thought that you're like, oh my gosh, this is just keeping me stuck. And then if I'm getting, if I'm keeping myself stuck, then I have the power to get myself out of the stuckness. I have the ability to, to give myself that permission. And obviously it takes practice. Like I, as I'm telling you this, there's times that I ask for help and I'm like, oh, it's after four, these are my mommy hours. And, and, and I can still ask and say, sometimes I even say, it's like, I feel a little guilty asking for this, but I really would mean the world to me because right now, you know, and sometimes you can explain if you want to, but in reality, you don't need to. It's up, it's up to you, how it works for you. And then there's other people who have no problem asking and they ask and ask and ask. And to me, I find them, I'm sorry, but I find them a little annoying, but in reality, I should be a lot more like them. <laughs> well, sometimes they do say that what some people, what triggers you from other people is something that, should, that is an invitation as to, to work on, on yourself. And ever since I heard that, I'm like, <gasps> I started thinking of oh this person that triggers me so much. She does that and I don't have the guts to do it. And that's why I'm like, huh? does she dare to do that right <laughs> so it's such an invitation to just yes add reflection and if you no longer like if it doesn't serve you then I think compassion has gone a long way for me to where I look at those people and like I could see why this is serving them you know yeah now is there anything else you'd like to share about your book Oh my gosh, no. I mean, my book is, I am in the process of putting it out into the world. So as, as we're having this conversation, I am having all kinds of thoughts of like, I hope it serves the world the way that I wanted it to be. I hope that my kids take it as the gift that I wanted it to be. And um, and with that, I, I really does hope that it's taken as an invitation for reflection, because I do think that everybody deserves the opportunity to release what is no longer serving them. And from a place of gratitude of the journey that they have already endured, create a beautiful life that some of us, all of us dream about, but very few of us feel brave enough to, to grab and to own. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for, for the book to be out. <laughs> so someone that's just starting on this journey, are there a couple little tips that you can give them just to get started? Give them that little push where they can start realizing, you know, things do need to change. I would say that we underestimate the power of breathing. So sometimes when you're getting 
triggered, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling anger, when you're already feeling that resentment, you're already recognizing the need for change. But if we can take the time to just take a deep breath and allowing that emotion to fully sit and flow through your body, you are going to be able to start responding the way that you would be proud of versus reacting. So it only takes six seconds for you to choose between like a reaction and a response. And if you give yourself that grace of a a deep breath, and I know that I'm a mom, so sometimes after morning drop off, I'm like, (gasps) like I made it, right? And then absolutely communicate with those that are super close to you. So maybe say, I'm going to start this thing, like this morning routine, or I'm going to start filling my cup. I I really think it's going to help as a whole family show up or whatever. Can you support me for 30 minutes where I just go out on a walk or I disconnect from all my labels and all my duties to just be with myself? Uh, Because people do want to support you, especially when we're asking kindly not demanding like oh my gosh I'm so tired and all the things and maybe find those things that bring you so much joy like find those things that work for you that you're like oh my gosh when I'm writing pimp to paper feel I feel so much peace or when I get to take my cup of coffee and actually drink it warm feels so like like such a gift like find those tiny little gifts that you can give yourself every day that are easy and they become your non-negotiables to where you're gifting yourself those before you start gifting yourself to others. Yeah, that's very important. So we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience today? I definitely know just everybody. I invite you to reflect on your journey to embrace it so you can really create the life of your dreams. And if you want some um storytelling versus and uh, lessons given to you prompts to to help your reflection my book is going to be out september 27th and i hope that you enjoy it and you take your journey for it for what it is because you're so worthy of the life that you want well thank you so much for your time today and to all our listeners here wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening her information will be available So feel free to reach out if you have any more questions or if you'd love a copy of her amazing book. Well, thank you so much, Selma. Wonderful to have you on here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.